Hello everyone and welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. I'm Wolfie. And I'm Jolly. And we're here to talk about D&D. That's right. As if you hadn't figured that out by now. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Is it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of when we always do D&D. It will be. Yeah, unless we start doing it on Tuesdays. Nope, no, it goes against no. the whole brand. It'll ruin everything when yeah. you do it. I don't know. It almost Our tens of followers would be quite angry. That's right. We spend a lot of time, okay? And today, what are we doing today, Wolfie? Talking about D&D, duh. Oh, yeah, you got a point there. Um, Duh and duh. Oh, duh and duh? Yeah, that's what okay. D&D stands for. So what part of duh and duh are we doing? Well, I guess we're still doing the uh, totally unnecessary romp through all of the basic classes, but um, today we're doing Paladin, so you guys might as well just go ahead and quit, because if you're not a Paladin, you're not trying. That's right. We're talking about the class of warriors and godly creatures the trust fund babies of dnd uh yeah you got to have gold you want to be the best at everything and not that great at everything at the oh, same time you'll see yeah so i hate paladin uh, i see that i never would have guessed no i just yeah. wanted to go ahead and get that out yeah. there for oh, everybody okay. yeah so paladin it's nice they're a half caster this time around i'm I guess they've always been. I don't like the term half caster. Well, it means you half cast and half marshal. So you're good at both things. Or bad at both. Yeah. Or you're a ranger. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no. Uh, yeah, you have spell slots, which are important for you being a paladin. Yeah. You'll learn spells. Yeah. And there are probably three of them that you'll actually cast, and the yeah. rest of your spell slots go to Smite. Yeah, I was say they. I was That's what you at do. The, I was looking at the chart. I was like, they spelled Smite wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spell spell slots. slots per level. Don't you mean Smite slots per level? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. It's a really good idea. And you, you'll see as we go through and breaking down the different features of the class, you'll understand why you Smite. Smite and smite some more because it's ABS important. always be smiting. Oh yeah, that's right. It's the great part. I mean, you can throw in some tiny healing and stuff, but we'll get into that. So <clears throat> you get a D10 for your hit points. It's pretty nice. Yeah, like it's it. uh same HP that a fighter gets. And it's only outdone by the Barbarian, so it's really not a bad place to be. The oh, D10 no. is an excellent hit die to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially building up through levels and everything else. So uh, keep that in mind if you're ever thinking about multi-classing. Which you should be, because yeah. that's how we designed 5th edition. Yeah, no. I mean, hit points are always based off of the class you go into, but we'll talk about multi-classing at another time. God, I hope yeah. I'm not here for that episode. No, I'm going to replace you with V by that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. We love you, Wolfie. Do you? As long as you're not here. 
Exactly. <laughs> all right. You've got all armor and shield proficiencies. You're proficient with simple and martial weapons, but no tools. I guess that um, you're the only tool that you should be proficient in. Uh, yeah. You got a melee weapon? Yeah. It's the only tool you need. These paladins understand are your archetypical knight in shining armor, like holy crusader type yeah character you're going to be channeling divine power you're going to be able to use you know heavy armor and shields and all the weapons and more and you're going to have some spells most of your spell casting is legitimately going to be like buffing like you've got good buffs for yourself and for your party you've got good options for restoring hp there's honestly compared to the other base classes that's why i make the joke about paladins yeah like they're the trust fund babies they get the same thing that several other classes get, but they get it all in one package. Yeah, and I mean, this is the one class that even tells you in the player's handbook, paladins are the only class that tailors to adventuring. If you're a paladin, you're an adventurer. You're yeah. constantly looking for a fight, whether you're fighting for justice and truth and... For justice. Yeah, and the favor Runian way. I don't whatever you want to go with, okay? But it Ugh God, that was so bad. But anyways, just like DC, the paladin exists. So um Speaking of bad, yeah, yuck, yuck, uh, yuck. No, um yeah, your main saving throws that you're gonna get proficiency with is also wisdom and charisma, which is nice. Charisma's your casting ability. That's what it's based off of. I thought they were wisdom casters. No, charisma. Cleric's wisdom. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't have to be wise to swing a sword. Uh, but yeah. So the first thing you're going to get from level one is divine sense and lay on hands. Divine sense is pretty nice. It essentially just to break down the big, long, wordy paragraph if there's a celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you, you know the location. Yeah, as long as they're not behind total cover. Yeah. And you know the type, celestial fiend or undead, but, but not their identity. Yeah, and yeah, for the ones whose presence you sense. So it's within the same radius. So if you detect their presence, you can still tell what they are. You just don't know where they're at. So... You're already starting off pretty good, and that's one plus your charisma fire, uh, modifier every long rest. Yep, you want your charisma to be high. Prioritize your charisma stat. Yeah, because of the next ability you start off with, Lay on Hands. Really nice for healing. You know, a lot of people point towards the cleric as being the healer, and they are going to be a better healer. Um, it's just because they have access yeah. to more healing magic. Yeah, uh, and the better way to think about it is your paladin's more of a combat medic. They're gonna give you a little oh, bit to kind of, yeah. They're gonna give you a little bit to keep you going or to keep themselves going. So lay on hands is, well, it's your paladin level times five is how many hit points you have access to once per long rest. Yeah, yeah, like that's the pool that you have until you take a long rest. So yeah. right off the bat, you can for free cure five HP. Yeah, or you can use it all at once to cure a disease or neutralize a poisoning effect. Mm -hmm. Also, if someone has multiple 
diseases or poisonous effects or whatever, you can expend five per one when you touch somebody and get rid of all of it in one turn. Mm-hmm. But you do have to expend all of those points separately for each one. Um, <clears throat> it's a nice ability. I mean, it's a nice way to just, oh, hey, you know, fighters looking looking a little beat up. Let me put my hand on him real quick and uh, give him a little bit extra so he might be able to survive that one more hit. We need him to survive. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty nice. Oh, it's very good. Like you said, you can spread that out or you can use all the healing at once. Like you have, starting at level one, you have five HP in the reserve period. You can use that several times to heal like one HP a piece. You have the opportunity. So maybe not everybody, you know, needs a whole lot. You know, maybe a couple of people in the party have been dinged up a little bit and you want to take care of them before you get going. Fine, go for it. Yeah. Essentially having a paladin around lets you kind of get around having to use a bunch of healing magic and stuff like that. Because if you're, you know, in an opportunity where you need to grab your wind real quick before you go around the next corner, or open the next door, the paladin can, you know, pump everybody up real fast and you don't have to burn a spell slot yeah. as a cleric. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or it's... even as a paladin, that's one more spell slot you got for smiting. Yeah. It's nice. It's that little extra pickup you need, you know, just to get you to that next short rest so you maybe that person can use one of their um, hit die to kind of gain some health back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you also, then at second level, you're getting your fighting style and your spell casting starts kicking on with the Paladin. Uh, I'd rather do a separate video, like explaining all of the fighting styles in depth. Um, but it's, it's something nice to look at. I mean, you got your basics there with the defense dueling great weapon fighting protection like yeah paladins also have access to the protection fighting style yeah which most people do not yeah so it's really nice to use and there's been some added obviously with all the other supplemental guides still just vanilla phb buddy yep so spell casting wise already told you it's your charisma modifier really nice to use um and your oaths, which come around level three, those are going to dictate a lot of uh, the kind of spells you're going to be wanting to do and what you're looking for in that sense. Um, so it's always good to look at that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, before I get deep into third level, we do have Divine Smite. And we mentioned it from the get-go. because and It's the ability you're all here for. Yeah. It really is. You know, when you when you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you use one spell slot to deal radiant damage. <clears throat> it's an extra 2d8 for a first level spell, and you get another d8 per spell level higher to a maximum of 5d8. Yep, you can uh, upcast it up to 5d8 damage. Yep, if and it's that's undead. additional radiant damage. Yeah. And uh, if it's undead or a fiend, you get another D8 on top of that for, you know, 68 maximum. But rather than just taking double damage because of their weakness, they just get to roll an extra die. So they take way less damage than they could. Yeah, but that's, I mean, potentially 6D8 on them. 
Oh no, in my, one hit. My issue with that overall is just the way that weaknesses and resistances work this time around. Uh, yeah, uh, they're kind of different. Well, so. yeah. Thank you for that incredibly yeah. valuable input that oh, I never well, would know. have gleaned on my own. Where would yeah. I be without you? Um, sitting in your room, reading these on your own. Probably doing fun stuff without you. <laughs> okay, um, so we got Divine Smite also at third level because, you know, we just add all the party favors. Um, you get Divine Health. So by level three, you were just so magically full of your God's great juices that you are now immune to disease. And that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. So from third level, you have an ability that is usually on a minor magic item, which, you know, most people won't find until five to eight. No, you should, you should be coming across minor magical items in five E around third level or so. Um, if you want to go back up a little bit, we'll go through the rest. What if I don't? Yeah. Now ability score improvements, you get five, you get plenty. Really nice. You could spend it all on your charisma and your strength so you can just beat the crap out of everything or get you a feat like Warcaster so that occasional time you decide to use a spell. No, you should take something like really useful yeah. like Sentinel or Great Weapon yeah. Master or Polar Alert or Sharpshooter or Mage Initiate. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds or, of good uh, Eldritch Adept. Mm. Or Toughness. Yeah, Toughness. That's always a good one. Yeah. What other useless-ass feats can I think of? Oh, Keen Mind. Um, you God, should definitely God. invest in that. Oh, yeah. That one's great. You don't want to be a dumb paladin. Oh, yeah. I mean, and just a side note, if you're looking at paladin along with us, you're like, oh, my God, this could be my favorite superhero of all time. Yeah. Paladins can do that. Take Keen Mind. You're Batman. Congratulations. You don't even have to take um, Keen Mind. Yeah. You can just take Vengeance Paladin. Yeah. I but, am the knight. Yeah, but Keen Mind makes you the world's greatest detective on top of that because you don't forget anything. Yeah, just hopefully you've got a DM that doesn't forget either. Yeah. Yeah. Take good notes. Always yeah. take yeah. good notes. <laughs> yeah. Always. Um, you don't have to be as ridiculous as I am. Last time I played, I took an entire like combat log as well as notes. Yeah. Don't don't be like me. Do yeah. something better with your lives. Yeah, so with the ability scores that comes at fourth, eighth, twelfth, sixteenth, and nineteenth level. So all five of those. Really great. At fifth level you get an extra attack. So now you can attack twice. It's great. It's fun. And uh Sixth level, Aura of Protection. So this is another thing that really makes the Paladin more of a frontline type of person or even a defender of some of the squishies out mm. there. Um, so it's whenever you are a friendly creature within 10 feet of you, must make a saving throw. The creature gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to your charisma modifier. Minimum of plus one. Uh, you have to be conscious to grant this bonus. Now, for all the auras, there is a class feature at 18th level that increases the range uh, to, to 30, 30 feet. feet. Yeah. So, 
It gets even better. Yeah, but it's 18th yeah. level, so uh, you'll probably never see it. Never again. Never see it. It just went away. Poof. Gone. So, but yeah, you also have Aura of Courage that comes in at 10th level after that. And uh, starting at 10th level, you and, well, once again, you and a friendly creature, 10 feet, can't be frightened. As long as you're conscious. So, really nice to have. It's constantly up. You don't, as long as you remember it and remind people when things are going on in combat, it, there's nothing, no action you have to take or anything else. That's no, your aura. And as far as I understand, auras stack. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't specifically say that you only have one aura at a time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, both of, your of those are, are going to be active at all yeah. times. So remember that. Yeah, both of those are always constantly going. Um, at eleventh level, you get improved divine smite. Uh, this is just pretty much automatic. Whenever you hit a creature, it takes an extra an extra one d eight radiant damage. Yeah, period. this is your paladin's uh, like magic damage reduction beating move yeah like every class has a ability that makes their you know weapons magic or stuff like that or they have they'll have magic weapons obviously but yeah the thing so. is the paladin yeah it does come in a little late like it comes in at level 11 but considering the wealth of other things that you have access to as a paladin it's not that big of a deal and if they had stuck it at 8th level, you know, 7th or 8th level where some of the other ones are, it would have front-loaded even harder, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't seem like much. I mean, yeah, if you're smiting on top of that, that doesn't count into your maximum number of die. So, if it's undead, you're looking at 78 maximum. Mm -hmm. If it's just anything else, 68 maximum. So, it's still pretty good in that sense. Yeah. Um, cause, well, that's like what we said. They're not necessarily spell slots they're smite slots, but that is what comes into. That's why we're talking about Paladin at this point is because there is this resource management back and forth that this class does bring to the table because you can screw it up and it can oh, go you bad. Will. Yeah. You'll, you'll screw it up. Yeah. Get smite happy. You won't have those spells that you need later on. You know, that's why a good party makeup isn't good and good com party communication is good and just in generally uh talking to the people at the table yeah and uh part of doing that is making sure you reach out and give everyone a nice cleansing touch which you get at 14th level yeah paladins have a built-in cleanse yeah and it's also at level 14 so you'll probably not get it either but eh, well you never know I'm so glad that you're so cheery about D&D today, buddy. Oh, I'm cheery in general about D&D. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of stuff in this game that really pisses me off about the way they built it. To yeah. a certain extent, my feeling is why even bother giving us class features above level 12 if you're just going to... Uh, because if you don't have a lazy DM or group, you can actually get to those levels. It just takes time. It takes dedication to a campaign. Oh, no, I'm referring yeah, like, to... And, the, and there are high-level campaigns as well, modules that they have mm -hmm. that start off at a higher level so you can reach these levels and actually get to play it. You know, it's one of those things, like, everyone pushes that, oh, well, you're never going to reach this level. The average level is this or that or whatever. Like, yeah, because the majority of these people, 
they play up to level five and they stop. You know, there's a lot of people who reach level 20 out there, but there's also a lot more that stops at like level seven because they're doing a module or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. You just requires a long period of time to get there. So what we got next? Oh, I don't know. I was in the middle of being lectured. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, 14th level is cleansing touch. Oh. <laughs> it is nice. It's a cleanse. It's you can use an action to end one spell on yourself yeah. or one willing creature. So it's good. It's essentially, it. it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a free cleanse. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it's definitely great. It can be good for, you know, charms or anything of that ilk. Yeah. So that's the base class. Does theirs stop at 14, I guess, for their... Well, your sacred oaths. Yeah, everything you know. else is based on the oaths. Okay. Yeah, if you actually look at the chart, yeah, they right uh, the way that they get their oaths kind of offset a lot of it too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you don't necessarily pick a archetype so much with a paladin as much as you choose an oath to follow. Like it's their flavor for yeah. the stuff. Yeah, all the all the different um, all the different. We say subclass or archetype or something like that, but each one has their different one, different name for it. I mean, monk has the way of, you know, so the nice. way of, you know, the yeah. way of, you yeah. know, I don't know either. Yeah. I don't actually read any of these books. Yeah. No, I don't actually care about, I like the monk. I don't like the subclasses. There's a difference. We'll cover that when we get to it. Oh my God. I wish yeah. people would stop pushing this narrative that all classes aren't <laughs> super viable. <laughs> Oh, it's not that. It's just the flavor. I know. I'm, but, I'm with you. Yeah, so but you, Paladin, yeah. on the other hand, despite how I feel about the class, Sacred Oaths are actually pretty legit. Uh, a lot of the Oaths are pretty good. I mean, you got... Devotion. Uh, yeah, Devotion, Ancients, and uh, Vengeance is in the PHB. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which we'll get into when we get into subclasses. I will say there's added ones. The DMG actually has one, which is oh, yeah, there is no shortage of cleric domains or paladin oaths. Yeah, there's there's legitimate oath for everything, so it fits your character. You know, uh, devotion, oathbreaker, vengeance, all of those are just really good because paladins bring. And that's why I kind of like them being middle of the pack right now because we've been going up by difficulty of mm-hmm. coming, like growing as a player. And paladins do bring this other thing. You know, we just did rogue recently for another martial class, and it was very role play intensive. You know, mm-hmm. so it's that role playing class to set up a lot of your stuff. Well, paladin, there's a lot of role playing there because now you have a class. If you don't role play it right. If you do something you're not supposed to do based upon your oath, you lose it. So, yeah, that can be a problem. Yeah. Paladin definitely puts you in that weird spot. Like, and this is just a general rule for role play in general. Yeah. Like it's a general in general rule. You're welcome for the doubles. If you're going to role play a character a certain way, like you sit down at the first session and you know, you're just the traditional knight in shining armor, like Sally forth, fetch me my steed. Yeah. I'm going to expect you to do that the whole time. 
kind of. And if you already set that precedent where 90% of the time you're invested in the role play and, you know, you're actually paying attention and you're working on stuff like, what would my character do? You know, playing a role. Yeah. If you stop that at any point, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. But really, you got to kind of watch out for your wording. Yeah. Like your role play can put you in a lot of hot water. Yeah, and... I mean, it's, you can accidentally break your oath just yeah. in, you know, in a role play session. Yeah. And I mean, quick note to DMs. That's not always like, oh, well, they're not doing exactly. There's character growth as well. Mm-hmm. So this is something they can play into it. It's not you don't have to completely take their oath away from them, but make them do something to redeem themselves. Yeah. I mean, there is also an oath for that as well. Of course there is. You like oaths? Yeah. You've got oaths. Yeah. Oath of Redemption, though, despite the name, isn't about redeeming yourself. It's redeeming society. Oh, that it's sounds like nuances. a bleeding heart boy scout. Oh, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> you get a chance to look up that class. It's, it's definitely one of those, now. like, everyone has it in them. Everyone's oh, good. You're that guy. Yeah. Don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, so... It, but yeah, I mean, this is, it specifically says it's the DM's discretion. I mean, yeah, if the player does something and they're like, I'm not, I'm not repenting for this. This is what I wanted to do. It's what I intended the whole time. Mm-hmm. Then there you go. That's okay. Fine. You're an oath breaker now. Or you just became a fighter or something else. Are we like, going to address the elephant in the room about Oathbreaker Paladin? What's that? That it literally makes no sense to start as an Oathbroken Paladin? Oh, yeah, no, it definitely makes no sense. It makes no <laughs> sense based on the class yeah. description in itself? Well, you have well, to have an oath before you can break it? That's true. And I feel like that is something because you don't get your sacred oath until level three yeah. as a Paladin. So you have those first two levels. Get with your DM. DMs, get with your player. If they want to be an oath breaker paladin, say, oh, well, I'm following the path of this oath and put them in a situation. Yeah. So they break their oath. Just because they don't have the game features and game mechanics, they can still follow that oath before they get into it. Now, in all fairness, I will say it's part of your role play as a paladin. You're supposed to be remembering this, that up to level three, you're supposed to be taking your oaths. You're supposed to be taking your vows. You're supposed to be like moving in that direction. So technically, you know, you start off as a level one paladin. Your oath could be was, you know, I swear to protect the innocent. Yeah. And by the time you get to level three, well, you know, if you have a decent enough DM, they kind of have held your hand and kind of directed things to the point where maybe you've broken that oath by the time you're ready for your actual, like, sacred oath like your actual class yeah that you're going to be taking on so you could i mean you still wouldn't be starting as an oath broken paladin but yeah i mean by the time it matters you're you're an oath breaker yeah and i mean there's always a way around it that's like you know trying to play a fallen asmir or asimar however you want to say it just play a tiefling edgelord if you want if you want to play one that's fallen and you still do good the guy stuff or there's no reason behind it or here's an example here you're a regular Azimir and you're playing as a warlock with a pact with, with a fiend technically you should be a fallen Azimir at that point 
but there's ways to role play around it to make it make more sense. It's just working with your DM and getting it to fit within the story. So a lot of the stuff we cover about the classes can actually be fixed with good role play. You just have to actually role play. Yeah. Like you pretty can, much. You yeah. can figure out a way around it. Yeah. There's a role playing. It fixes everything. It's the magic of D and D. Wait, that's the magic of D and D was inside us all along. Exactly. So you may have noticed something different about the Paladin before we start working towards a break and everything. The Paladin didn't have a base class level 20 feature. It does not. It does not gain any features past level 14. What makes it unique is its level 20 feature comes from its oath. So each separate oath has its own capstone ability. Yeah. So the Paladin has like 11 different capstone abilities essentially. Yeah, I mean, pretty much every with all the, a new one. With yeah. all the added, yeah, like, oats it's and somewhere like around that. there. It's a pretty high amount. That's I know that eight to ten, probably. Yeah, so there's there's a good bit of you got good options. Oh yeah, there's really great options, and for everybody out there, you still get fifth level uh, spells. Comes in at level seventeen, I think. Yeah, level seventeen, you still get fifth level. Get up two slots to that, which is really nice. I mean. For a half caster, quotation marks, they get decent spell slots. They just don't get as high level spells, which is nice. It's good to have. I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot of options. I give them a lot of crap just because that's who I am in general. Yeah. But the way I see it and a lot of other people I've talked to see it as a paladin, why are you casting spells? Use them for smite. That should yeah. be your thing. Yeah, I mean, we made that joke for a reason. It, yeah, it's we did it as a joke, but it is legitimately it's not really a joke. Yeah, it, it's it's smite slots, but there are some good spells you can get. I mean, you have a good spell list. You still do have access yeah. to good stuff. I mean, you, you can still do other things with your magic. Yeah, and depending on your oath, I mean, you can still get your hands on greater and lesser. Oh, I'm sorry, you still get your hands on like lesser restoration and a few other spells like that as well. So you can be a supplemental healer on top of that. Yeah. And really just use your spell slots for other things. I mean, but you're essentially in a position where you do really well as an off tank and an off healer. Yeah. Like you're not going to necessarily be the primary of those roles, but you can do them both. Yeah. You yeah. can be a secondary or even a tertiary fighter. Yeah. I mean, and if you really want to get into it hardcore, paladins are up there when it comes to doing damage. I no. mean, you can really yeah. do it if you're a power gamer. That's what your smites are there for. Blow that entire load right there. And and it does some serious, serious damage. I know. I have a level 5 paladin that, under the perfect circumstances, can do 256 damage in one attack. That's like added items. Oh, no, it's only one item, and it only adds 2d6. The oh, rest nice. is high-level smite and... Well, not high level smite, but smite like, and yeah, it's level five. The... Like you, you just got second level spells. Yeah, it's so, uh, on the undead and crit and max damage. Uh, it gets yeah. a possible damage output of two fifty six. Yeah, I know, it's which is fun. Yeah, it's definitely nasty. So it's time to go into the break, buddy. And uh, I don't wanna. Yeah, so I'd like everybody to go ahead and hit that like button, clobber. Clobber. That subscribe button and crush. Crush. That notification bell. Also, feel free to check out our Patreon. Click those links. 
All of them. Every, every one of them. One. Repeatedly. Yeah, multiple times. I want to see six windows. Okay. Send us that on Instagram. At whom the four? I need four I'm different sorry. browser tabs open. <laughs> I'm sorry. At trolls underscore under underscore bridge. Because we make it easy around here. You can find us no matter how hard we try. Um, we technically have to give you guys <laughs> access to the social media, but we're not going to make it easy. <laughs> but this is our way of fighting the power. That's right. Um, well, no, I mean, Patreon, you got different tiers there. You can get your own little shirt specifically for Patreon subscribers. You, uh, well, you get to hear all the crazy stuff. You ever listen to the podcast and you hear us talking about something you didn't hear audio for? That's because we cut it out. Yeah, that's probably for a reason. Yeah, but Patreon gets to listen to it and make fun of us, and it's great. You know, also, you know, just minor stuff we'll do specifically for them, specific information and added content, especially when, you know, Elder Storm gets kicked off. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to get a little bit more explanation behind what's going on. So, be nice to see. Also, we have shirts Yes, I am wearing a shirt. Yeah. But do you have a Fotshired t-shirt? I do not. See, you need to get over to our Teespring by clicking that link. As well as the rest of you should also do that. Along with Wolfe, we have mugs, we have face masks, we have cases for your phone, iPhone, and Androids. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, all kinds of shirts, all different things, and uh, something we're working on a little bit more. Also, affiliate links below for Amazon. Check them out. Got a Dungeon Master's Guide. I think I still have Tasha's on there. You know, uh, there's a we new... We should get rid of that. Yeah. Well, we are going to because there's a new guide coming out anyways. So, got to put that up there. Stay tuned to our review for Descent into Avernus. How dare you. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to go and uh, take our break. Me and Wolf is going to Rochambeau to see who's going to rip the paladin apart and players rant. And we'll be back with Mushroom A through Z with the crawling crawl. crawl. The crawling crawler. The crawling yes, crawler. that's what it is I, from I now on. <laughs> I can hear it first. We rebranded. Yeah. The, the creepy hand thing. The creeping <laughs> crawler, I believe. Yeah, whatever. Either way, it's scary. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I didn't want to speak its name. So we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hello. Welcome back to Fur and the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfe. And we're both back again. It's a duo player rant. Because... Man. Because paladins... (sighs) Because paladins and they exist and oh my god, I just uh Mr. Goody Two Shoes, welcome to my party. Paladins. No joke. I legitimately banned people from playing paladins at my table in third edition. Uh yeah, because you couldn't do anything that's fun. Thanks, Paladins, once again. Oh, you... I've got an oh. oath. Oh, I can't break my word. Oh, I could never lie to anybody. Oh, no. How am I supposed to survive as an adventurer? Oh, yeah. There's a rogue in my party and he stole something. Let me go fix this. 
Or you can just totally overcompensate and be one of the uh, vengeance paladins so you can be the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. He's super super edgy. I hope I don't get cut. But, you know, you could be that guy that's always constantly targeting the rogue. Like yeah. Even when the rogue hasn't done anything, you're always talking to the DM. Well, I want to, I want to check him. I want to keep my eyes on him. I want to see this. I want to see that. I've had a person playing a paladin at the front of an adventuring line, going down a staircase, a spiral staircase in a tower. Paladin at the front. The rogue is in the very back of seven people. The rogue hears somebody whisper from the shadows, goes to check it out. The paladin goes, am I close enough to hear that? I should be able to hear that. <laughs> Excuse yep. me. I'm the superhero. And that was a fourth edition paladin, so he was a superhero. Oh, God. Give us a break, dude. Mm. Seriously, we get it that you're all uptight and uphold the law, and I'm here for justice. Not other nonsense. Your roleplay causes other roleplay to fail or go horribly wrong. That's right. And I'm going to finish this one last statement to really get it through your head. Just a little bit of a tip of the hat to the anime fans out there. There's only one Angemon. And he sure as hell ain't you. Up next, we have Monster Manual A through Z. The Crawling Claw. Hopefully I don't stumble over that when we come back. It's going to happen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfie. And we're ah. glad to have you back with us. All these years you finally got me. All these years. Yeah, it hasn't even been a year of doing no. this. We're back Anyways. to talk about the clawing crawl. But yeah, the crawling claw. Yeah, the clawing crawl. Yeah, the calling crawl. Listen, it's English and it's the letter C. Everything that follows it is going to be difficult. But why yeah. would you put an R and an L following C's? <clears throat> Because they hate because you. you hate phonetics. That's why this yeah, is a crime much. against literature, and I want them stricken from the record. Crawling yeah. claw. Did you ever see Adam's Family? Now uh, imagine yeah. that thing was dead. Uh, and after you get done crying over your broken childhood, we're going to talk about the crawling claw, which is legitimately just a terrifying hand, like a zombified, disembodied hand. The yeah. picture is just ghastly let's be realistic once again thanks necromancy for ruining my life you're welcome oh oh there's actually a note on this one oh too bad i never learned how to read okay crawling claws tiny undead neutral evil tiny undead very small it's uh, yeah it's a hand i have an ac of 12 you know mostly attributed to how small they are they only have two hit points on average. It's a D4. They will only ever have a maximum of four HP. So they're not going to be hard to kill. You just actually have to be able to hit it consistently. Yeah. When oh, you're really, attacking if it. If you can't hit it, it'll die from literally any weapon. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to be able to hit it first with disadvantage. Unless you're a, a halfling. Wow. Unless you're a rogue. And then you have advantage on everything. No, not really. <laughs> Always yeah. have advantage. <laughs> This is due to size. Oof. But, I mean, oh, God. Right, the stats so, aren't bad. No, their stats are kind of trash. Uh, you know, for as small as it is. It's a disembodied hand. Why does it only have five intelligence? Oh, uh, well, 
It only has three charisma, so you could banish it. But my question is, is why would you waste a banishment spell on yeah. something with four hit points? <laughs> Up to four hit points, right. okay? So they're immune to poison, and they are immune to charmed, exhausted, and poisoned. Okay, so they're yeah. immune to that damage and that condition. So there we go. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't charm them. Yep. Sorry about you. They have blind sight up to 30 feet. Without eyes, but okay. Well, yeah, that's why it's blind sight. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah, right. They understand common, but can't speak. Could they do sign language? Oh, yeah, is there like possible. an a, is there like an ASL for? I don't. I don't. Rune? I think it could be. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I I just thought it would have been funny if it like actually formed like a hand mouth. That would like, be hilarious. Hello. I have to do it now. <laughs> Great. Oh, so, don't do it around a paladin. <laughs> yeah, don't do anything <laughs> around paladins. So they uh, are a challenge rating of zero. And this is the first time I've ever seen a zero CR. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely what it would be referred to as a trash creature. It is it, legitimately a trash fight. Yeah. It's something to surprise you with. Maybe get off a little bit of hits. Makes you feel a little spooky. You know, maybe yeah. you're in like a haunted mansion or something or a crypt and a couple of these come out. The only time they're ever going to possibly pose a problem is for a very, very low-level party, and that's only if there are dozens of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just come crawling out like spiders all over the place, coming after you. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love it as much as I hate it. Anyways. Okay, so their only action is a claw attack, which is a plus three to hit. Yep. And it's only one target, and it's a D4 plus one bludgeoning or slashing, depending on how it feels. That's pretty good. I'm just amazed that it has five feet of reach. Yeah, I didn't really want to mention that because <laughs> it sounds just absolutely ridiculous. It sees a hand just like hopping out from the ground. And... So you're telling me that a disembodied hand threatens a five foot space? Yeah. I don't see it. It's ferocious. Oh, well, we also forgot about yeah, I forgot to feature. mention the speed, which was uh, 20 feet of speed and 20 feet of climbing. Yeah, it's so... great. And they also have turn immunity, which means it's immune to the effects of turn undead. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, there you go. Like I said, I already kind of tipped my hat by saying, you know, like in a spoopy mansion or something like that. They could oh. be in graveyards. They could be there. They could literally be anywhere that death would happen. Yeah. I mean, I understand they're made through uh, necromancy, but. Oh, yeah. Well, surprise, surprise. It doesn't require food, air, drink, or sleep. Yeah. Because. I know. wonder why. <laughs> yeah, it's a disembodied hand. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's. Uh, th- this would be something maybe more for flavor. Um, you know, you're coming after a necromancer and these are his little, you know, do type of creatures, you know, it, he sends them out and they did kind of like grab items for him and <clears throat> move stuff around, things like that. Mm-hmm. They're not really meant so much to fight, but they'll protect their master if they have to type of thing. So, you know. Oh, God, the flavor text. I'm sorry. I was looking at this ability. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, uh, 
Commands given to a crawling claw must be simple. A claw can't be tasked with finding and killing a particular person because its limited senses and intelligence prevent it from tracking and picking out specific individuals. However, a command to kill all creatures in a particular locale works. And here's the part that got me. A crawling claw can easily feel out the contours of keys and doorknobs crawling from room to room on a blind killing spree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are usually like body parts of... The blind killing spree is (laughs) what threw me off. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's what it is. It's got no eyes. It's got no brain. It just kind of does what it does. I mean, it's, it's it's a ritual done by a necromancer to create these things, usually body parts from wherever they can get them. Probably a murderer's soul or something. Uh... So, oh, I'm sorry. They bind the claw to a murderer's soul. My bad. So, <clears throat> really kind of useful, though. I mean, once again, this is something early on level. Maybe you're setting up for the entire campaign. Your party comes across these things. Kind of gives you a hard time. But it's not super deadly of a fight. So, Something that kind of gets your people on their toes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially if you're doing like this more like haunting or just kind of more intense type of campaign. Especially if you're involving like necromancers and stuff. Hey, you know, throw it out there. And you know, if it's a campaign like that and you described it, there's going to be a cleric in the party and they're going to smirk and be like, haha, turn undead. And you're going to be like, no, no, no. Not in my house. That's right. So it's a uh, it's a little bit of fun. Yeah, they're uh, they're things. Uh, yeah, they're uh, stuff. They yeah. exist. Yeah. So once again, it's another little short, short entry of Mushroom Anyway through Z. But you know, we're gonna have a few of those. We're also gonna have a few that take forever. It feels like. Yeah. Can't wait for the D's. Oh, we're getting close. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Good news is is that we'll have essentially like a year's worth of content just on dragons alone. Oh, well, we got demons and devils prior to yeah. dragons. Oh, I know. The Ds are loaded. Yeah. Yeah, hey, like one. everything else. Even the monster manual is front loaded. That's right. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not letting go of that. I will be forever salty. Oh, yes. It's great. That's so, just who I am as a person. Yeah. So it's kind of fitting today. It actually kind of fit with everything. We're talking about paladins and now we're talking about trash creatures that you can throw at people to get slaughtered so it works together Um, really well things that are intended to hamper the rest of the party for 400 what is warlocks anyways um, (laughs) i'm sorry it's not all warlocks just mine yeah because i'm trash wait you have fireball (laughs) i do oh man can't wait to start actually doing interviews over that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's pretty quick for today. So before we go, please leave us a comment. Let us know you're crazy and horrifying or just terrible crawling claw story. Oh, I thought we were going to go with Paladin experiences. No, there's plenty of those, I'm sure. If yeah. you or one you love have been victimized personally by a Paladin. Yeah. Hey, man, that... 
Paladin players or they're kind of like CrossFitters, you know, you're going to know it's when they walk in the room, they're going to tell somebody I play Paladin. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, uh, they're definitely going to volunteer that information without you asking. Yeah. So it's great. We'll let you know everything you need to know about it. So please leave us comments, leave us reviews and, uh, also leave us a voice message. I'm not even asking. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Sorry, I don't have a rat tail. Oh. So we'll work on that. I'm also sorry you don't have a rat tail. Yeah. I had be, one when I was like six. It'd be dope, man. But that's what happens when you grow up white trash in the South. Of course I had a rat tail. I also had a mullet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had a bowl cut for a while there. Nice. It's starting to grow back in the one. I, I didn't it. want to say anything. But, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough fluff, enough filler. Um, <laughs> I talked a lot of trash today. Uh, somebody got in their feelings. Somebody got their feelings hurt. You know, it was just another day on the podcast. But uh, oh, yeah. long story short, we still love each other. We're still friends. And uh, I don't think we could be more unified in our love and appreciation for you guys. That's right. So um, just remember, you matter. You matter always. to all of us. And uh, as always, those links, those numbers, they're always there for you. If you need that little bit of extra help, it's there. But also, feel free to be with the community. Reach out. One. Make new friends. Yeah, I, I would argue that Dungeons & Dragons is probably one of the best communities in gaming, period. doesn't matter, video games or whatever. And yeah. They're always there for each other, so it's great to see. Well... Until yeah. next time, remember, it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Good night.